I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This horrible woman tries to shortcut her way up the company ladder by sabotaging other employees just like OP. But when OP realizes exactly what's going on, she puts a stop to things in the best way possible, leading to a very embarrassing interaction with this horrible woman. This is r slash pro revenge. Try to throw me under the proverbial bus. Ran herself over. I was building an online training module at work that is intended to teach existing users how to work a new process. It has interactive elements, quizzes, segments to work through a few sample scenarios, etc. Now, we'd recently got a new associate director who, from what I can tell, advanced through the company by throwing other people under the bus. She gets promoted not for her own merits, but because at the end of the day, she's got less mud sticking to her than other applicants. It's uncanny to the point that there simply had to be more to it than stupid office politics. I'll get to that in a bit. So, after I have the first draft of the module done, it gets sent out for the usual round of testing. And there are, of course, a couple of things that need to be corrected. I build the module off the notes the subject matter experts leave me, and a few things inevitably get lost in translation. But this new associate director just rips it to shreds, complaining that it's completely incomprehensible, needs to go into much greater detail, asking questions about nearly every individual mouse click in the sample scenarios, and overall stating that it's impossible to follow. The thing is, this module is intended for our finance department, for people who have a background in finance and have already been trained on how to use our internal software. She is a training services associate director with a teaching background. The module isn't supposed to make sense to a former middle school social studies teacher. It's supposed to make sense to people with finance degrees. So I push back and I try explaining this to her in a million different ways, but she's having none of it. So I have to go back to the subject matter experts with her. 20 pages worth of criticism. And at first they think I'm joking. I had to forward her email before they finally believe me. So, for the next few weeks, we're going over every nuance, including readdressing everything that was covered during their three-week classroom training. How to set up their network drives, how to set up Outlook, including things as nuanced as, if you don't know how to set up your email signature, click here. I mean, really basic, basic stuff that has nothing to do with what the module was originally supposed to teach. But I now had to include it all because our new associate director couldn't find the on switch if you stapled her finger to it. This wastes my time, the subject matter experts time and time spent re-recording all the voice work. If you've done voice work in the past, you know you never get it in one take. Sorry, what? I get it in one take every time, I promise. Anyway, after it's all done, I send it back out for review and approval. And the associate director simply doesn't respond. A week passes. The finance director takes an interest in why this module is almost a month overdue. I go to forward the associate director's email again, except now I can't find it. This is odd, seeing as how I have a hoarding problem when it comes to email. I check with one of the subject matter experts I was working with, and he can't find it either. 
Turns out none of us can find it. It's gone. So I check with a friend of mine in IT who after a little detective work discovers that a week ago someone did a compliance delete on the exchange server this basically is a seek and destroy for messages meeting certain criteria in this case a specific phrase she used in her email i start digging through outlook trying to find particular emails related to this that might be used to defend my actions and they are all gone inbox sent items deleted items every last one of them any email containing that particular phrase anywhere in it this kind of thing is normally used by admins to mass delete spam or phishing emails from all users at once except in this case someone apparently deleted emails that showed evidence of her awful decisions my friend in it can smell a juicy story a mile away and was very interested in seeing where this went she recovered the deleted emails and i promptly saved them to a flash drive For the next few days, every time I had any email with this associate director's name on it, even unrelated stuff, you never know how something might fit together, I saved a copy to the flash drive. I informed the subject matter experts to do the same, and we started building our offline evidence locker. I didn't want to blow the lid on it just yet. I wanted to see if my suspicions were correct. Maybe a lifetime of watching spy movies and cop dramas had corrupted my thinking. Maybe there was another explanation. Who knows? It could happen. I'm not God. I don't know everything. I'll play defense. So, after several weeks in total, trying to appease this associate director's unquenchable thirst for irrelevant details, and then getting ignored for a week, she finally publishes it and sends it to the finance director to approve so it can go live. Woo! Except the module, which was supposed to be a 30-minute online course, now contained three hours of content and went down several irrelevant rabbit holes that had been deemed critical supporting information. As an analogy, imagine designing a training module to teach a nurse how to enter some new CPT codes and being told you have to teach him how to read too because he might not know what words are. That is how much BS was rammed into this thing. And the finance director, of course, hated it and was surprised that such a rambling mess of a module would come from me, of all people. So he calls a meeting with me and the associate director on Tuesday to get some answers. And sure enough, she immediately tried to distance herself from it. She tried to paint it as her making a couple of suggestions and me clearly going way overboard. How I must have sent her a different version that she approved and switched them afterwards. That's not even possible. It would get thrown back into a draft status. She kept trying to talk over me as I voiced my defense. And to his credit, the finance director finally just muted her so I could speak. And boy, did I. I explained everything. I shared my screen, popped in my flash drive, and opened my copies of the emails that had supposedly been deleted. Every email exchange where she complained about the material... I pushed back and she flat out ordered me to build the module in the way I did. She abruptly left the meeting and went offline. The finance director asked me if I could send him a copy of all relevant files and as I did so, I told him they might not be there later and then explained what I'd learned about someone in IT using the compliance deletes. He assures me he'll look into it and the poop immediately hit the fan. The associate director never logged back on. There was a massive internal audit where people from her previous departments were asked to provide statements. Leadership tried to keep it hush-hush, but you just can't keep something that big under wraps. I don't know the specific what's and how's, but the associate director and one of the IT managers had both 
left the company to pursue the next stage of their careers and we sincerely wish them the best i don't really do the social media thing but over the next few days as the rumor mill did what rumor mills do i heard their poop absolutely blew up and it came out that the associate director and that it manager were having an affair now this all went down about a month ago but as i write this post i thought to check online court records both are now facing divorces filed by their respective spouses so yeah there's a void in my direct leadership in it's leadership and the entire it department is getting a shakedown by information security to determine if there were any other leaks i spent some time reflecting on why this whole series of events happened and my best guess is she wanted to make a grand entrance by spearheading this masterwork training module that covered every possible scenario and contained any and all information anyone could possibly want then as she started to realize how wasteful rambling and unnecessary it was she realized that her grand entrance would be a grand faceplant So instead, she tried to erase the evidence and pin all the nonsense on me to save face, but inadvertently set in motion the event that would expose her little arrangement with the IT manager, taking it up the butt in order to cover her butt, I guess. Guys, you know what's very embarrassing? Realizing that you've made a mistake, but not wanting to admit it and actually instead trying to go back on it and pretend it never happened. Deleting all those old files and emails and who knows, maybe even doing something a little bit naughty with the IT guy in order to get what you want. I mean, who knows? OP doesn't say right. There's no reason to suggest that this horrible woman didn't go into business with the IT guy to get what she wanted, if you know what I mean. I think it's pretty embarrassing though. Like, look, I get it. Trying to do well is one thing and trying to impress people is a good thing, but not to the detriment of other people in that company. How's that ever going to help in the long term? Everyone's just going to hate you. What's the point? And also, can you imagine watching a three hour trading module telling you how to set up Outlook email? These are finance graduates, not idiots. Come on. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And now moving on to our second story of Pro Revenge. You're replaceable? Okay, bye. I worked for a company for just under five years. The company I worked for existed for an additional 10 years prior to me. While I worked at this company, it ballooned to be the number one provider in the region for its unique service, with about 75% of the markets. It was a small business of about 15 employees. I loved my job, and the skills I learned while working there were quite valuable. I loved my team and the clients we provided services for. My twice yearly reviews with the owner were always 10 out of 10 with no recommendations for improvements. I was exceptional at my job in every way. I handled company operations, HR, payroll, customer service, marketing, employee management, schedules, employee and client training, and many other things at this company. I was also able to step in and do any of my teammates' jobs if they were out sick or on vacation. The owner of the company was giving out a bonus late summer last year, and mine, while being more than previous years, was notably less than my teammates'. 
I asked the owner, are the bonuses related to performance? And if so, what could I have done to earn more? The owner replied, the bonuses are not performance related. You are just more replaceable than the others. A truly lovely thing to hear from your boss. Oh, okay, I replied. And I proceeded to process each of the bonuses, then went to lunch. I called my spouse to gain wisdom and advice. I was pretty lit, but I didn't want to make a rash decision. My spouse is very intelligent. And while they are not a fortune teller, they have an ability to foresee various responses and all the potential outcomes. They are business wise and have been on the executive team of a large company for the past 21 years, while also serving on several community boards and business advisory boards. We decided together to continue forward with our scheduled vacation and use the time away to calm our minds, relax, have fun, and to also determine the best course of action for me. We were leaving after working one more day. So I worked like always normal the rest of the day and the following day then left on vacation. While away, we discussed several scenarios, the potential outcomes, consulted with a business advisor and a business attorney. With all the advice I received, I determined that upon return from my vacation, I would resign from my role with a two week notice. However, in a fit of rage, I was immediately terminated by the owner, which was one of the scenarios we thought would happen, so I was prepared for that poor reaction. During the next couple of weeks, I created and opened a competing business offering similar services. However, I offered more customizable options with higher quality service and results. I knew our clients wanted these options and had proposed said options several times at my old workplace, but I was never greenlighted to implement the changes for no reason other than the owner didn't come up with the idea, so it was a stupid idea. I also maintained communications with a few people from my old team. My old team did not relay the day-to-day happenings at my previous workplace, and I never asked about the company. However, they would vent to me on occasion. I would listen without comments. I knew service, quality, and the work environment in general suffered since my departure. Morale went down, and clients were less satisfied. I also read the Google and Facebook reviews for my old company. Yikes. Additionally, two full-time and one part-time persons were hired to fill my role. And a portion of my responsibilities, like HR and payroll, were filled by outside companies. I quickly built up my business. And within three months, I was able to hire several of my old teammates. They were able to jump in on day one with minimal training as they were the best employees at my old workplace. The quality of the previous workplace's offerings continued to fall, which sent additional business my way and quickly caused incoming work to be non-existent at my old workplace. My old company went from being the number one provider of unique service in the region to nothing in a matter of months. My previous employer is now searching for gainful employment. I know this because over the weekend, the owner applied for a position at my spouse's company. As a side note, I actually think my spouse's company should bring my previous employer in for an interview. But when they arrive, surprise, I'm the interviewer and all I say is, how replaceable am I now? My spouse, rightfully so, has said no, but it would be fun. I'll give you that OP. So moral of the story, don't tell your employees they are replaceable because they might create a competing business that is better than yours while taking your best employees and your clients who will leave you with no business to sell. 
the owner's whole retirement plan was to sell the business and start all over by searching for employment under someone else looks like your company was replaceable not me now if there's one thing that i would recommend to every business owner out there every boss out there do not tell your employees oh we don't really need you you're replaceable don't ever do that please what's actually the most embarrassing thing about this whole story is that this guy just did not realize the value that you were providing to the company forget even you going off and creating a rival business and decimating his that actually doesn't really matter that much the fact that they had to employ two and a half plus some other people some other freelance people to do your role which was one person doing the role obviously just you is enough to say that you made a massive error like come on three plus people doing the job of one person you let go or fired just because you couldn't give them a competitive bonus that is so stupid and i've seen it before on the subreddit idiotic companies like this one not prioritizing the people who make their company be so successful and then it all turns to rubbish and they're like oh i wonder why that happened maybe because you're an absolute idiot i'm sorry but this bloke just deserved absolutely everything he got there and look it's brilliant from op to go and set up a rival business and be so successful but that is like the icing on the cake the truly idiotic stuff had already happened i just don't get it anyway guys that is going to do it for this episode of r slash pro revenge really hope you enjoyed if you did drop a like on this video you know what i'm going to start doing if this video doesn't get 1000 likes i won't do this subreddit again there you go if this video doesn't get 1k likes it's all over no more revenge stories it's up to you lot drop a like watch some more subscribe Love to your mother. See you later. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.